Hello and welcome to another episode of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths, DTST for short. My name is Matt. I am thrilled to have you here. I hope your 2022 is going along well. I hope you are learning, growing, succeeding, living your life, doing a good. I'm giving you a thumbs up, even though you can't see it, but know that I am. Thank you for spending a few minutes to hang out with me. I did an episode called What Color Is Your World View last year, and I'm going to do a part two, a follow-up, a um, let's flip the coin. Let's go to the other side of the world where there are other worldviews out there that don't line up with Christianity. There's, Would you agree that there's only one government-issued currency? There's a legit bill. It has everything on there. It has the watermark. It has the colors. It has the uh, design of it. It has everything that a $100 bill needs for it to be legit and true. All of the other counterfeits are counterfeits. They use the wrong ink. They don't have the security features. They don't have the hologram. They don't have the right uh, flavor and blend of, of paper they are counterfeit. They are made to look like the original, like the true one, but they are not used. When you use a Sharpie on them, it makes the Sharpie mark. It doesn't just disappear. You can tell what a counterfeit is because you study the original. You, you give a counterfeit bill to somebody at the store, a manager, a, someone who knows bills, the U.S. Treasury. They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a counterfeit bill because watch this, and they'll do something with it. It's wrong. It's not legit. There is a Christian worldview, and then there are other worldviews. I'd like to get into what some of these other worldviews are. But before I do that, I have an analogy. In professional tennis matches, the ball moves so quickly that the players have to swing at it before their conscious minds have time to process what's happening. There is a player, a world championship player, and he has mastered the art of doing this, just reacting so quickly. And how does he do it? It's through thousands of hours of practice. They learn to recognize the subtle signals given off by their opponents. And they fine-tune their reflexes to respond. The same is true in today's battle of ideas. Culture rapidly fires fake worldviews at us that are contrary to God's word. If we don't know how to recognize these worldviews or respond quickly enough, we risk being taken captive by hollow and just deceptive philosophies. A verse in Colossians 2 verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. It is completely possible for something to sound so good and warmed and good-natured and wholesome that you're attracted to the idea that you begin to base your life on that and you remember it and you have absorbed all of these ideas that all of a sudden one day they don't stand up to the test of time. They're not true. They don't work. But fake worldviews trick us into looking for answers in all the wrong places. They're everywhere on television, in books and magazines, at the movies, in conversations with friends and family. We absorb them like we catch colds. We don't even know we're sick until it's too late. A worldview is our view of God 
of humanity and the world. A biblical worldview shows us what God is really like and where to turn for true answers to our big life questions. I covered a few of these in that episode, and I wanted to review them real quick. There's a question of origin. Where did you come from? There's a question of destiny. Where are you going? There's purpose. Why am I here? And there are values. How should you live? And truth, of course, truth. Deep thoughts, simple truth. Mm -hmm. What is truth? I'd like it to be known that the Christian worldview can answer all of these questions very easily, very simply, and those answers can carry you and last you a lifetime. You can literally build your life on them. Here's some other worldviews that I'd like to briefly describe for you. There is secularism, the belief that the material world is all that there is and that God is irrelevant to what is important. Well, we don't need him. He's, he's not allowed here. That What is in front of me is all that matters. There's Marxism, the belief that the current system must be overthrown because it exploits the poor to benefit the rich. It's a messed up system and... That's just the way it is. There's postmodernism, the belief that we should be suspicious of anyone who claims to know the truth because none of us have access to it. There's no such thing as absolute truth. We can't know what it is, so everybody just has to make up their own, and that's how you live. There's new spirituality, which is the opposite, probably, of secularism. New spirituality says... The reality is spiritual, it's not material, and that what you do in this life will come back to you, whether good or evil. There's karma and there's spirituality and stuff like that. There's also Islam, the belief that humans are in rebellion against Allah and must be made to submit through the practices revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, to name a few. I know it's going to get really heavy and really political and... I won't apologize. I'm the one talking. I'm the one making the podcast, but I am going to call some things out. I made a list of some of these things, and my point in it is not to look at everything else and say, you're wrong and you're bad, and this isn't right and that isn't right. My point is to judge it with the true $100 bill. I want to do it in love. I want to do it the right way. But we're going to go, I'm going to, I made a list. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to add some verses where I thought it would be correct. I'm going to just name some things. We'll go through it. Please bear with me. Here are some ideas that aren't all the way there. They should apologize first. In Matt 5.23, it says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar... And remember that your brother has ought against you. Leave your gift on the altar, go your way, and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. That's the right way to do it. That's what the Word of God says. You bring the apology first. I can't tithe. I won't have enough for me. The pastor just wants more money. The church is out to get my money. In Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And prove me, this is God saying, Prove me now, if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. 
It's important that we tithe. Oh, here's another one. The president is stupid. Yes, he, he may be, but he's the president of the United States. The office should be honored. In 1 Peter 2.17, very simply, it says, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. We should be praying for the people in authority because they're running our nation. His personal things we can make note of, but we don't need to diss him. They don't make me happy anymore. I deserve to find someone who does. In Genesis 2, verse 22, And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made a woman and brought her unto the man. I really like that picture because it wasn't Adam trying to go out and find someone who he deserves and that would make him happy. God brought the woman right to Adam. Here's another one. LGBTQ. Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created he them. There were the two genders that God made, and that is what we have had from then till now. There are TV shows, Modern Family, Two and a Half Men, Friends, Big Bang Theory, all very, very familiar shows. There are hundreds of others. They have ideas. They have information. They have scenes. They have humor. They are sending messages that you remember and you talk about day to day. I looked up some lyrics of today's top music. I was shocked. I had no idea that there were songs out there like that. Movie plots, movies that are out there. I looked some of those up. I have not seen them. I've not heard of them. There are some, wow, I would not go watch those. They are portraying things that are not really real. They, they might be a work of fiction, but in them they have certain messages and certain things that they are pushing. Here's another one for you. Uh, there's a holiday, happens in October, starts with an H. Uh, you know the one, it's Halloween. What part of that holiday honors God? I, I might be a little biased, I don't believe it honors God at all. Even some of the things that the church does have a trunk or treat or have a, an event. You're participating in a holiday that does not have biblical roots, that does not have any spiritual significance. There's Harry Potter. There's Pokemon. There are things like that that we see and that we, oh, you know, my kids have those and it, it's not hurting anyone. It's, it's fine. I would put that to the test of what's it doing in your life? Is it helping your relationship with God? Is it encouraging? There's a praying to God as a last resort. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be careful for nothing, like be anxious for nothing. You don't need to 
exhaust all of your resources, and then throw God in the mix. Here's another one. Just do what feels good. Do it for the moment. Do it for now. It doesn't matter. Just, just do whatever makes you happy. Here's another one. You can have your truth. I can have mine. That sounds like postmodernism. And just doing for whatever makes you feel good, um, that's not a really good way to live. You're living out of your feelings and yourself and instant gratification. And later, you're not going to have things to show for it. Here's another one. God loves me unconditionally and will forgive me later. I can just, I can do whatever I want. God will just forgive me later. That's not a right way to live. In opposition to all the rules, come judgment time, thinking that the judge will let you go. Mm, interesting. Using anger to get what you want. You're manipulating things and you're getting mad. And to appease your anger, you're putting people in these different scenarios and stuff, and they have to adjust and bend over backward to make you happy. That doesn't quite work. There's sarcasm and swearing and foul language and put downs and yelling and strife. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to the hearers. Yes, I know it's new, it's King James and it sounds foreign and it sounds the way it does. But the point is you should be speaking good things. Are you blaming other people for everything? Is it everyone else's fault? Are you not taking responsibility for your actions and your attitudes? How about this one? The, the things of this world or even a person can give you peace and security and fulfill you. And finally, you're, you've made it and you've got everything that you need to be happy. That sounds like Madame Blueberry. Are you taking Christ out of Christmas? Or is it happy holidays? How about this evolution thing? Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He, he made it. It didn't create itself and just wake up one day. God made it. Are you living together while unmarried? I believe there's a right order to date, to be married, then move in together, then have a kid. How do you look on the outside and what is your status? What does your exterior say about you? In 1 Peter 3.3, 3, it says, Whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plating of the hair and of wearing of gold and of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. God values you as a person. You don't need the extra flair and to always be smiling in all your posts and to say, oh, this life is so great. There's video games. There's sports. There's a host of these other things that we can get all kinds of involved in that don't have anything to show for at the end of them. You've watched so many seasons of this show. You've watched every football game of this team since they started. 
you've beat all of these video games. Yeah, and what does that do for your life? Here's this last one here. Scrolling through the app of your choice. I am guilty of it. I have a phone, just like you do. I spent, oh, it was like three hours one day after work on Instagram. I was going places. I was in this app and I was in that app. And before I knew it, yeah, three hours had gone by. And I was like, that totally sucked me in. I wonder if they were thinking about it being called a news feed. One post after the other. This article, that article, they engage you and they suck your time. There's a verse in Ephesians 5.16. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I'm trading my time so I can stare at a screen. I need to redeem the time so I can do things that are going to be meaningful and last. There are four eyes in conclusion that I'd like to go through of how to use your brain to figure out what is actually going on. The first I is identify bad ideas generated by a fake worldview. You got to identify them. You got to see, no, that isn't right right there. That's not what that's how that's supposed to be. You've got to identify it. The second I is isolate the features of the bad idea that are most likely to take us captive. Oh, they're trying to do this and this and this. And they're trying to get me to get sucked into it. The third eye, inform others of how to find love, healing, purpose, peace, and hope through Jesus. We got to turn our attention to what the word says and what the character of God is like and what a right and Christian worldview is like. And the fourth eye is invest in those who've been sickened by bad ideas so they can emerge stronger than ever. It takes a little bit of brains and awareness and seeing what kind of message is coming in and knowing what this true $100 bill looks like in order to say, no, that one's a counterfeit. That won't buy you anything. This one will. That is my politically heavy podcast. Thank you for listening to this one. I hope that you are thinking about these things and didn't stomp out of the room in a huff and slam the door (laughs) after yourself. Um, But we need to be thinking about what kinds of worldviews are being thrown at us from every angle all the time. And we just assimilate it so fast. We need to be thinking about what is real and what is true and what the Bible says, what God thinks of it, and live our life by that. My name is Matt. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths. I will talk to you guys next time.